This episode is brought to you by MGMA Events. Join us June 6th through the 8th for a robust and convenient learning experience featuring education from industry leaders covering a wide variety of challenges facing medical practices today. MGMA Summit is a signature online event that allows you to take control of your journey by attending live or by accessing the sessions at your own pace until July 8th. Go to mgma.com events to learn more and to register today. Hi, everyone. I'm Daniel Williams, Senior Editor of MGMA and host of the MGMA Podcast Network. Today, we welcome back to the show, Dr. Dove Shapiro. Dr. Shapiro is the Managing Physician, Associated Pediatric Partners. And Dr. Shapiro is here to talk about an important topic from pandemic to triple-demic to endemic, one practice's transformation through in-office PCR, And for everybody out there, it's a topic. He will also be presenting in an upcoming MGMA webinar. That's going to be held at 1 p.m. Eastern time on June 15th. And I'm going to provide a direct link to that in the episode show notes as well. Dr. Shapiro, welcome back to the MGMA podcast. Thanks, Daniel. Good to be here. Oh, great. Now, before we take a deep dive into that topic, First, just tell our audience about Associated Pediatric Partners and and really what your focus is there. Okay, so we are a single specialty pediatric practice of five physicians. Um, One thing unique about my practice, it is the oldest practice in the entire state of Illinois. We're in our 67th year providing care to Chicagoland residents. We were also the first practice in the entire state to start doing in-office COVID PCR testing. Um, We tend to be very cutting edge my practice. We tend to be really at the forefront of whatever the newest, um, best standard of care is. We're usually the ones that kind of start the process and others usually follow us. Um, We have a very, very loyal patient population. I have even some third generation parents, grandparents who come to my practice now and bring their grandkids with their their own children along. Um, So we've been doing a long time. My uh, role in the company, in addition to seeing a lot of patients, I'm a very busy pediatrician, um, I'm the managing physician. So I have people that work under me that help. I have a CFO, I have a billing director, I have an office manager, I have a clinical director, but they come to me for problems and for guidance and for plans for the future. So my role is more big picture and then putting out fires when people below me are not able to do it in the in the in the chain of the uh, uh, in the office chain of command. Okay. Now our audience is made up primarily of practice leaders, <laughs> clinicians other people related to healthcare, but we may have other listeners as well. So I just wanted to get a definition for you about that in-office PCR, just in case anybody is unclear on what you mean by that. So by now, having dealt and lived through years of COVID, we all know what PCR testing is, polymerase chain reaction testing. It is the gold standard of testing for different kinds of infections. And of course, during COVID for certain viral infections like COVID-19. Um, most uh, testing for PCR is done or traditionally was done in hospitals with big pieces of machinery, expensive pieces of machinery. In-office PCR testing takes that high quality PCR testing, but allows you to do it in real time in your office without waiting hours or days to get results as you have to do in the past by sending it out to a lab. 
Okay, that was great clarification for that. And um, we had you on, I looked it up, it was just about a year ago, maybe 11 months or so ago last year on this podcast. And you said something really interesting as I was going through those notes. You said the world has changed due to the COVID pandemic. Now many infections are year round rather than seasonal. We need to be able to differentiate between flu, COVID, RSV, GAS, and don't have just those COVID blinders on. Now that was a year ago, but I wanted to check back in with you and just see where are we right now? Um, are we still in that kind of a challenge where things are year round? I, I feel like I can speak for myself and my wife and other people I know we're getting these colds year round, it seems like. So bring us up to date there. What are you seeing there from your patients in your research? So, you know, a few months after we had our last podcast, the triple tonic happened, right? Where uh, pediatric hospitals and offices across the country were overwhelmed with children with flu, RSV, and COVID, um, and they were unable to keep up. They all happened at the same time. We're still seeing um, that the normal seasonal vari uh, variations in viral patterns are not back to normal yet. We're still seeing diseases in the wrong seasons. We're seeing some diseases last year long. Things are starting to slowly move back to normal, but we're definitely not there yet. Um, in addition, because kids were masked for so long and quarantined for so long, many kids never got sick for years. As a result, we're seeing children getting repeated illnesses over and over and over again. In fact, the average is two illnesses, two febrile illnesses per month right now for a child in daycare or school. Many will get three. And there's really a, a, a viral swamp going on in the schools now and in the daycares. And so we're seeing all of that. Another thing that's changed, of course, I've been aware is that COVID pandemic, at least officially, has been declared as being done. We're now in an endemic situation. COVID-19 is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. But, and it's still very dangerous for elderly people, for high-risk individuals. Um, it's not considered the only disease out there anymore. It's not the one that's getting all the media attention, not getting all the attention from the doctors. We're going to still see COVID waves on and off. We're still going to see deaths from COVID, at least in the pediatric world. It's now viewed as just another one of the many viruses circulating that viral swamp I mentioned. That's now the post-COVID pandemic world. Uh, it's something we look for among other viruses when a patient's clinical presentation requires viral testing, or if the patient lives with a high-risk individual, something we're worried about. But it's not the only virus we're worried about anymore. We have to consider other viruses as well. Okay. You've said a term twice now, and I'm wondering if this is a medical term or not, viral swamp. What are we, what, what does that mean exactly? What is a viral swamp? So viral swamp is not a medical term per se. It's, it's a colloquial term, which is used to refer to the fact that when you go into a daycare or a school now, if you were to go and do random testing of surfaces of patients, you would probably pick up five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10 or more viruses in that one classroom going on all at the same time. So okay. kids come in, they're sick, they go to your doctor, you're out for a few days, and you come right back in a week later with another virus you caught as soon as you got back to school. And we call it the viral swamp. It's all coming at once because no one has immunity to any of these things yet. Wow, okay. I'm scared now, but thank you for clarifying that. Um, because things are changing and they have already <laughs> changed and continuing to evolve, do practices need to reevaluate their strategy, the way they handle these uh, year-long infections, things that can happen all around the year and these viral swamps you're talking about? 
so yeah, our, people definitely have to adapt. It used to be we knew that if a kid came in the fall with a sore throat, it was strep. If a child came with a high fever in the winter, it was probably flu. If they came with respiratory difficulty and wheezing and they weren't asthmatic in the winter, it was probably RSV. Now these things are going on all year round. Um, and so as a, as a result, we have to consider these illnesses even in seasons where we normally wouldn't see them. But what's changed even more with the COVID pandemic officially coming to a close is many practices have returned to pre-COVID models providing care. Um, a lot of people for years have been wearing PPE to see patients. A lot of practices have scaled that back or they've eliminated it altogether. Um, for a lot of practices, sick patients were seen only in sick hours. Now they're being seen scattered among healthy checkups again. Um, some practices are still in pandemic mode, but they're facing increased pressure to relax those guidelines that go back to a pre-COVID kind of model of care. So things are definitely changing and they're changing right now. This is when the change is happening in most doctor's offices and most clinics and most hospitals around the country. Yeah, I know some, you just mentioned uh, some of those uh, restrictions or guidelines being lifted. How have you adapted to that at your practice? Have you already implemented how you're going to handle that once the masking is not enforced anymore? At so it's, in, it's interesting. Um, you know, I mentioned in my practice was the first to adopt in-office PCR. So usually we're the first or one of the first to adopt new methods and new technologies. For a variety of reasons, we are actually one of the later ones to move back to a pre-COVID model. Um, we've been a little slow to change back. Um, mainly it's because our families don't want us to. Families feel more comfortable when we see sick and healthy people separately. Forget COVID for a second. Patients are always worried about bringing their little babies in when there's a sick kid in the next room with a high fever. A lot of our patients like this model where sick kids are seen at a separate time than healthy kids. So we aren't quickly moving away from that. That model seems to make our patients ha um, happy. In fact, just recently, we kind of switched to a little bit of a middle ground. We still wear PPE, but really only um, an N95 with a sick kid with a fever and gloves. We don't actually wear the gown anymore. We don't wear the visor anymore. Um, I anticipate that we're going to slowly get rid of all the PPE to get back to normal. Um, but I don't think we're ever going to go back to that pre-COVID pandemic workflow where our patients were seeing mixed in sick and healthy. I don't think we're going to be doing bringing kids in with high fevers and cold and coughs at the same time as little children are in other rooms getting checkups. I don't see that ever going back to normal in my practice. My patients don't seem to like it. I've been in many practices that has returned to the pre-pandemic um, world. People are more aware now of illness and the idea of contagiousness of illness. For whatever reason, it's more in our consciousness. You know, there's parts of the world where people have been wearing masks for years, long before COVID. It was just understood you wore masks in, 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 when you're around other people. I don't think America is going to go that way, but the medical community has been very slow to move back to removing um, protection because the bottom line is masks do help. They do help prevent viral spread. So it's really a comfort level for our patients. Okay. Well, let's talk about something else that also helps. It, you had mentioned it earlier, that in-office PCR uh, testing. Talk about the impact that can have on practice workflows and efficiencies. It just makes sense when you, when you, when you talk about that. Well, for my practice, it's really twofold. Um, first of all, having the ability to rapidly and accurately diagnose COVID, influenza A, influenza B, RSV, and strep allows for the rapid and accurate diagnosis of my patients. This improves efficiency and allows more timely care. Uh, but secondly, in-office PCR testing eliminates the need for my staff and I to track down, send out panels, um, send out throat cultures, and then we have to reach the patients with the results. You don't have to do any of that. 
Results can be given to the patient at the encounter. This saves a significant amount of time given the inefficiency of reaching labs and finding out when the, where the results are, when they're gonna be resulted, and then trying to reach your patient. They often don't answer the phone to tell them the result it takes a lot of staff time and a lot of doctor time. Being able to give those results in real time to my patient and initiate treatment or give them a diagnosis really, really speeds up um, how I provide care. I thought I might take a moment to explain a little more detail about efficiency mm -hmm. and how testing for PCR, PCR testing in my office has increased my office's um, efficiency, specifically with the system we use, which is the Cepheid Gene Expert Express system. Um, this ClearWave system is really multiple PCR machines in one. For example, we have a four module system. That means that we can run any PCR testing available on each module separately. So for example, I can have COVID testing running in module one, while the strep PCR is running on module two. Then I can add on an influenza test on module three. A few minutes later, after I see the next patient, I can have the nurse obtain a nasal swab. I can run a four-in-one test for COVID, influenza A, influenza B, and RSV on module four. For each patient, the entire process takes my nurse less than a minute to set up in the machine. Each test runs completely separately from the others. There's no need to wait and batch the test. That means I can move through my sick hours seeing multiple patients and give them results in real time. So for example, before I see my fifth patient on that morning, I already have results on patient one and two. I can give them the results, give them their diagnosis, give them their treatment if necessary, and move on to patient number five. This efficiency, this ability to, to run multiple tests in real time quickly has allowed me to see many, many more sick patients in a short span of time without the need to call them back later to follow up on results. This has greatly improved my practice efficiency and it's something that I don't see as ever changing. This is just a better way of practicing medicine. So it's made my ability to diagnose my patients and treat them in real time, incredibly accurate and incredibly efficient. Wow, okay. So for our listeners, if they wanna know more about in-office PCR testing, do you have any uh, resources you'd wanna share with us? Yes, absolutely. Well, first of all, the CDC, cdc.gov has great resources on COVID in general and all kinds of um, advice about the accuracy and the types of COVID testing you can do. Um, in addition, my practice has used Cepheid's Gene Expert Express system. Um, and so you can actually go on their website, cepheid.com, and you can get information about that system. One thing that's been very helpful to my practice, given the viral swamp and the changing viral patterns and the fact we don't really know what viruses and what illnesses are out, at any one time, all the seasonality is, is gone for now. The CDC has a wonderful program called NREVSS, the National Respiratory and Enteric Virus Surveillance System. Basically, what they do is they have labs across the country sharing data with them by, geog by geographic location that tells them week by week what viruses and what illnesses are circulating in a, in a given community. It tests for RSV, it tests for parainfluenza viruses, it tests for human metanumavirus, it tests for respiratory adenoviruses, it tests for human coronavirus, rotavirus, and norovirus. So if you look at the study, I look at it at the beginning of every week to know, okay, what's going on? What's around? It tells me when I see a patient that comes in with suspicious symptoms, it tells me what I can suspect. And when necessary, it tells me what kind of lab tests I can order and what it can test for. So if flu is circulating, I'm going to than a test for flu. If COVID is circulating big time in the community, it might be worth testing for COVID to keep grandma and grandpa safe. So once again, if you do a Google search for CDC and N-R-E-V-S-S, wonderful website, I recommend it to all clinicians who want to know what's going on in their community week by week. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, Dr. Shapiro. And we will put direct links in the episode show notes. You can click on those, go right to those. 
So that is going to do it for this episode of MGMA's Insights Podcast. Thanks again to Dr. Dove Shapiro, Managing Physician, Associated Pediatric Partners. As a reminder, you can hear Dr. Shapiro present on From Pandemic to Triple-Demic to Endemic, One Practice's Transformation Through In-Office PCR in an upcoming MGMA webinar that will be held at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on June 15th. Go to mgma.com slash events to register today. And thanks for listening to the MGMA Podcast Network. If you like the work we're doing, please consider becoming an MGMA member. Learn more at mgma.com slash membership.